Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Harlem-based jazz saxophonist Sam Taylor. He talked at length about his new 2022 CD, Let Go. His true jazz education began during his three years at Philadelphia's high school for the creative and performing arts. He was immersed in the deep tradition of Philadelphia's jazz community. Sam left at the age of 17 for New York City, and the adventure has been going strong ever since. We get into all of this and more. Enjoy the interview. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, hey, thank you for taking a minute out today. I really, really dig Let Go, and I'm looking forward to getting into that and more about your life in jazz. Oh, appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah, you bet. So before we get into Let Go, you know, we've gone through quite a deal, artists, jazz musicians everywhere with COVID the last couple of years with the lockdown. And I'm curious how you survived that time period and, you know, how it changed the way that you approach your craft now, you know, especially with a new year, a new album. Um, mm. kind of all of that together. I, I think probably everybody's answer is like similar and, and incredibly, uh, incredibly personal as well. I mean, it was such a, a wild thing for everybody to, to go through. And so, so traumatic in so many ways. And so um, I think that the biggest thing for me during the pandemic and, and like living in New York and being here in Harlem um, for the duration was trying to stay connected um, and that's like trying to stay connected to um, you know my spirit and my body and take care of those things the best I could and then also try and stay connected to um, you know family and loved ones and the, you know the music community um, you know here in, in New York and, and, and more broadly um, and you know that was uh, it was such a it was such a challenge because you know like music and being a musician and living a life of music, particularly in a city of like billions of people. I mean, you are it's just like connection is inevitable, you know, in daily life. Um, and so to have that all sort of just stripped down to you know computers and phone calls um, was really was really jarring. Um, but you know, I, I think. You know the the amazing thing is, um, you know, music is so it has such power, you know, in in that way, um, and so you know it's it's really uh, I think it's a testament to um, to the strength of the music how how like kind of bonded you know the community is here and people looking out for each other and and then like you know the more entrepreneurial like spirit of folks and doing things online and. and uh, of creating and making space for for the music there and for people to to enjoy and then you know also like support ourselves that way um so it was it was a mixed bag you know and then as things sort of you know like i i, I picked up distance running and i you know found myself doing quite a bit of that and, and finding connection there to to music um in different ways that sort of continued to surprise me but um, yeah, I mean, I, I it, it was <laughs> it's it's funny. I mean, it feels like it's it's it was so long ago, but then it's also been um, you know it's still we're still obviously still you know feeling the the implications of it all. It's not we're not quite out of it. So, um, but I feel I feel incredibly fortunate, and like you said, like it it sort of gave me time to think and work on. Um, music and, and where I wanted to go and, and 
you know, ultimately led to, led me to the studio um, to, to, you know, create my, uh, record my new record, um, for which I'm, you know, incredibly excited about. And I guess that's the lead-in right there, you know, the beauty of coming out of this to a certain degree and, and, and kind of seeing things open up a little bit is having new music and the opportunity to present it live. So talk to me overall about what it feels like to release this album and, and how you feel about it artistically. It's funny, like these, you know, making a record, and it's like a moment, generally just a kind of a moment in time and a document of, of where you are and who you are, you know, as a musician and hopefully as a person. And, you know, it's, uh, I've, I've had a lot of changes in, in my life over, over the pandemic and, and um, personally, and, you know, with family and things. And, and uh, I continue to be amazed that, um, that I get to live this, live this life, you know, and get to, get to be a musician and, and get to travel and, and play music for folks. Um, it's just, it's really feels like quite a, quite a privilege. Um, and then to be able to go into the studio with a childhood hero of mine, Terrell Stafford, um, the great trumpet player, uh, down in Philadelphia where I grew up. Um, that was, that was really the goal. That's kind of like was the goal of my last record along the way, which I made with um, the great tenor saxophone of Larry McKenna. And then the one before that, you know, with um, the great drummer here, Taro Akimoto. It's just like my, my way in, it feels like is um, trying to make music with, you know, people that are older than me, you know, and wiser than me musically and otherwise. Um, and Terrell certainly, you know, fits that bill. And, and to be able to do it at, at Van Gelder Studios, which was the first time I was there, was, was really something. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, it's a, it's a, it, it makes me feel like I'm, I'm on the right, um, going the right direction. If I can, if I can convince, <laughs> convince these older guys to, to pay attention to me and want to, want to make music. And, and, um, you know, they're so, they're so generous. You know, and it does nothing but lift lift me up. So um, that was that was really how the the main goal of Let Go was uh, to be able to invite these older master musicians, um, you know, into a space, you know, where we're all sort of coming out of out of the out of the pandemic, like strictest in the strictest sense, you know, and to be able to to be able to you know come together and make music. Uh, that was that was really the really the goal. So you're originally from Philadelphia. Talk to me a little bit about growing up and how these seeds of jazz became who you are today. Yeah, I mean, Philly's a great, a great town for music in general. And it has, as you mentioned, like such a heavy tradition of, um, in, uh, you know, of jazz and, and, uh, you know, masterful musicians, um, you know, coming out of there. So, uh, so there was a lot of that energy growing up. Um, there's a lot of musicians, incredible musicians down there. Um, I was fortunate to go to the arts high school. Um, you know, that, that just afforded me a lot of um, opportunities I think maybe I wouldn't have had otherwise. And just, you know, again, like meeting, meeting older musicians and being able to be around, um, around older musicians. Um, and there's one instance in particular that I can... I can remember, which is connected to, to the record, is that, um, you know, we would have these sort of like high school, I don't, I don't know, I guess a workshop, you know, like a bunch of high schools would go and like to Temple University. Um, and I remember 
um, it's funny is I call it like an impact memory and not, I don't like have all the details quite like connected, but I remember how it felt, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but you know, we were there and, and I remember, um, Carol Stafford on stage, you know, talking about jazz and talking about the importance of rhythm, you know, and how that was really the, the, the you know, the, um, cornerstone, you know, of the music was rhythm and the triplet and, and swing and, you know, it was, it was really an impactful emotion, like emotionally impactful moment for me and, uh, in like my journey of music. And, um, you know, so to be able to all these years later be in the studio and then we, we did a nice tour on the uh, Pacific Northwest and, and, uh, Western Canada, um, for the end of last year, uh, in celebration of the record. So, you know, it, it's quite, it's quite something to be able to, to go from yeah, kid in high school growing up in Philly um, to being on the road uh, with with the same guy, you know, who inspired, you know, helped inspire me to live this life. It's really uh, it was something. So Philly is, is great for that because there's just there's just so much history. There's so many masterful musicians down there who are so generous, like Terrell and and uh, Chris Farr and Larry McKenna. And, um, you know, it's just that's that's kind of the the beautiful thing about about living down there. So what was the very first live show that you caught that made you feel like you wanted to do that someday? Mm. Well, I can remember too. I mean, my, my, um, my mom, you know, our, our, everybody's ultimate teacher, their mothers, uh, she, when, when I showed a real interest in, in the saxophone and music, um, she, she did a little research and she read, and I must've been the, like the inquirer, the silly inquirer, um, about, she did the research and she read about it was Joshua Redman, the saxophonist. So she went and she bought me a Joshua Redman record, a CD and a Sonny Rollins CD, um, saxophone Colossus. I don't remember which Joshua Redman one it was, but, um, but I was instantly taken with Sonny. So I remember, I remember seeing him for the first time live um, at the Keswick theater, which is outside of Philadelphia you know, ever, ever since hearing Sonny Rollins, that's really been, you know, he was my, really the first, I don't know, it's like the Rosetta Stone or something, you know, just, it was, it, that was the spark, you know, and then being able to see him do that on stage, you know, and not having any idea what was going on, really, you know, at such a young age, just, you know, how it, how it made me feel. Um, and, you know, I still, I still have that, that sense, you know, when I listen to Sonny, it's like those the classic recordings. Never, I never get tired of them. They're like daily, daily listening for me. So that was that was one of the first. And then I also remember there's a club called Chris's in Philly, and I remember my mom taking me to hear um, Bobby Watson, the alto saxophonist, with a great uh, drummer named Byron Landum, and I want to say it was Jimmy Bruno on guitar. Um, and so that's, that's another kind of first memory of, of seeing people. And that was a little bit more intimate, right? I mean, that was at a club as opposed to the sunny concert was a concert. So this is like at a, at a proper jazz club, you know? Um, and, and so that, that one's still, still kind of, you know, fresh on my, fresh in my memory as like the first. You know, you mentioned Terrell, there's been a lot of other people that have been veterans, very esteemed, almost legendary players. What have you learned from them being around them that, you know, maybe you take and you impart on younger players or what's helped you from watching them 
in your career? Mm, I think, you know, and I say it in the liner notes to let go is that music really is an act of giving. Um, and I, and I've never believed that more, you know, than now, you know, like with the pandemic and then, you know, having it sort of like taken away in a sense, you know, that being able to, you know, the purpose of music is to give, you know, it's like we're giving, we're inspiring people, you know, we're like giving them joy and hope and hopefully inspiring them to create their own joy, you know, their own beauty. Um, you know, I'm trying to give voice to, to an experience, to give voice to, you know, the current experience that we're feeling, you know, as individuals and, and collectively as a, as a, you know, as a society, as a, as a whole, you know, of humanity, uh, trying to give voice to, you know, the people, the women and, and men, these great heroes that you're talking about, these like master musicians who really, you know, lived and gave their lives for, for the music, you know, and trying to honor them the best way we can. And, and it's not, it's never explicitly talked about, you know, with Carol or Larry or anybody. Um, but it's just the way in which they behave, you know, around, uh, on the bandstand, you know, like being able to share the bandstand with them. And when it's time to play, it's time to play. I mean, it's like, it's like a very joyful, but very serious joy. You know, it's like, there's, there's like a, a, um, there's a no messing around sense, you know, there's a no nonsense, you know, and then off the bandstand, you know, watching Terrell, um, you know, and his generosity towards musicians like near and far over on the road out in, in Western Canada and just how, how much, um, how much he really takes that seriously, you know, in, in, in that he's, you know, trying to, uh, you know, connect, you know, with, with people, with his music and with, um, you know, with his, you know, his charisma and, uh, and his, you know, his knowledge. And, and, um, so I think that's, that's really it. I think the biggest thing that I've, that I continue to learn from these older musicians is just that music really is, um, is really an act of giving. So you've been at this for a little while. I'm curious, what is it that you like the best about being a professional musician? What drives you every day to do what you do? It's not, it's like so funny. Like that's the other thing I keep saying that I can't believe it's my life even after all this time doing it, but it's, it's really, um, it's not a job, you know, like we get to, I get to do what I love on every day, you know, and like not every gig is great. And some gigs you, you play because they're, you know, they, you need to make money and that's just a reality to be a musician too. You know, it's, it's not easy, you know, just being able to, to, uh, like have an outlet have like a, a place uh, to express myself and, and put the, put the joy and put the struggle and like on a daily basis, I can, I have somewhere, you know, to put it, you know, I don't have to hold it, you know, hold it in or, or um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, I think it's crazy in this, in this world that we live in and, and everything that's going on that, uh, that I get to play tenor saxophone and live in this amazing city of New York and, and travel and play with the best musicians in the world and, you know, make, you know, make people feel something. It's, um, it's really, it's really something. It's really something. Let's dig a little bit more into the essence of you. And uh, I'm curious, everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fans, the listeners, but ultimately you live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Oh, wow. What a question. Um, <laughs> geez, who do I think I am? That's, that's quite a question. 
you know, try, trying to, who do I think I am? I mean, I think, you know, I think I'm doing my best to, um, you know, like enter into the, enter into the day and like approach life with grace, you know, and all that that, and all that that means, you know, grace towards others and grace towards myself and, you know, people, people that I love and, you know, strangers alike, just trying to, you know, trying to embody that and, and put that in my music and, and, um, you know, like, like live an open hearted life and, and, uh, you know, you know, cherish what, what I have and, and, uh, acknowledge what I have and the privilege that I have and, and try and put that in the right place. And, and, um, you know, and maybe also try not to take things too seriously because there's so much, there's so much to be, there's so much seriousness, you know, so try and, try and also, you know, be, be light and, and, uh, you know, and joyful and, you know, take advantage of, of the time and, and what I get to do here and the people that I get to, get to know and love, you know, I think that's, maybe that's a, not sure if that's who I am, but that's what I'm, that's who I'm trying to be anyway, I guess. Yeah, that makes total sense. So, Sam, if anyone out there wants to get their hands on Let Go, find out more about any shows that are coming up for you, anything revolving around your world, where's the best place to go? Yeah, two places. Um, I try and keep samtaylormusic.com updated, and I also am trying to be a bit more active. Um, And I I generally post um, most of my gigs, big and small, on Instagram, which is... um, at Sam Taylor NYC. That's that's probably the best place if when people want to find me and stay in touch. Wonderful, Sam. Hey, thank you for taking a minute out to talk to me about your life and music, the new album. Good luck with everything, and have a great 2023. Oh, same to you. Thanks, thanks so much, Joe. Take care. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in New York City, Philadelphia, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Sam for his time, cool, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on either iTunes or Spotify. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Jazz.